forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains banana allergy experiments, the universe hopping abilities of Michigan J. Frog, and a mysterious question, who are the centaur children? Brett Davis joins us as we tackle Universal's confrontation today on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, the podcast about theme parks where at least two of the hosts today have some major banana breath. <laughs> I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Mike Carlson. Hell yeah, I'm one of the two. Yeah, we were just literally just eating bananas before yeah. we recorded. Can you believe it? Not for show either. I just hadn't eaten anything today. Same for me. Obviously, it's a quick... It's a quick meal, or not a meal, but a quick snack, I guess. Mm-hmm. Quick burst of energy. Yeah. Uh, Portable. We, f- we found out Jason Sheridan, who's here, does not have banana breath. No, if I eat solely a banana first thing in the morning, I get a tummy ache. This I can have it with cereal. The most snickety stomach with... in podcasting. Yeah. It's interesting. I think I, uh, I have a mild banana allergy. Okay. Because I have a little, like, cough. Sometimes after I have a banana. Interesting. And past guest Marissa Strickland was like, maybe you have like a really mild allergy to bananas. Yeah. I have not. I don't know. Can I test that? Is that an allergy test I can do? Yeah. I think you can do an allergy test for most like common items. Mm -hmm. But is it how to, but isn't it just like rub it on your back? I think they like prick (laughs) something. And then put a little banana into my. There's some you can do with like blood tests. Right. But I think the prick test is they just put it like. Like the, whatever the item is in your, on your skin and see if you're allergic. Basically, yep. yeah. Are you so, going to freak out in this episode? No, I'm not. I'm just saying like I can do this at home, can't I? Just put a banana on my skin and see if I get a get a rash. <laughs> do you still have one in the house or did you I eat do. the last I'll go, one? Do you want me to go do it? Yeah, maybe here, right. while I introduce our <laughs> guest, introduce why don't you go, I will go get, get a, banana. a banana and rub it on your skin? I'll rub it on my skin and see you at the end of 90 minutes if it's, in fa- if it's a rash. <laughs> wow. We usually don't have such cliffhangers. That's exciting. All right. Well, Mike grabs a banana. We're happy to be joined by Forever Dog family member from the podcast for Laundry and the National Lampoon Radio Hour. Brett Davis is here. Hey. It's, a, it's a true honor to be here. Oh, geez. Thanks. Thanks Thank for you, being here and for taking up some of your uh, your trip from New York to uh, yes. to come over here. I'm a, a big fan of the show. Oh, thank, oh, I'm thank happy you. Very flattered to be asked. Oh, geez. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yes. And, uh, uh, well, you, so you're out from New York for a little bit. Uh, I, I know because I saw you before, a little bit of city walk time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? Did it, did it live up to your expectation? Was it the best, has it been the best thing of the trip so far? Yeah, it's, I think it's been the best thing of the trip. Uh, <laughs> I, I marveled at Jurassic Parking. I, oh, yeah. I sat... And just like stared at that giant screen playing uh, the worst music videos I've ever seen. That's <laughs> very true. I know. So, um, and it's not like it's not it's, it's not like it's like the top ten hits of right now. And you're going like, I guess I don't know what the kids are into. Like you don't know what any of it is. I feel yeah. Like. Well, the one I I did pay attention to a lot was Weezer's doing Take On Me Now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just oh, an 80s cover Oh, this is perfect while well, Mike is off mic. Fantastic. Yes, mm-hmm. this Weezer shit. We all, everyone on mic agrees that the new Weezer, the 80s Weezer covers are the worst things that have ever happened and let's change topic before uh, Mike gets uh, back to the microphone. 
<laughs> I'd argue they're not the worst things, but it's it is pretty just shrug worthy. It's mainly that. I don't yeah, you're right that like maybe not specifically terrible, but mm-hmm. like why? They're just like it's like the the Gus Van Zant psycho. Why did this happen? <laughs> it's just we're just gonna do the exact same thing, but with slightly less charisma. They had Finn Wolfhard Hart uh play uh like he was the lead singer of this like eighties band. So more Finn Wolfhard eighty that's like this is no. another iteration of that is his shtick, is he's just the today's kid who's <laughs> also an 80s yeah, guy. Born in like 1998 or 2003 <laughs> or whatever he was born in. No idea how old this person is. The music video that I always saw a lot playing up there was the Coldplay music video with CGI apes that I did not realize <laughs> was I've never Coldplay. seen those. CGI apes. Yeah, like related. a whole, a whole like, crew of CGI apes dancing to a song I forget whether it's from Milo Xyloto or another one. Mike, is it from, you know what? from uh, what's the song? Viva La Vida. I don't know the song. Viva La Vida is from Milo Xyloto. Okay. Yes. How I are we managing that. to talk about anything but that you right now are rubbing little <laughs> banana bits on your palm? <laughs> well, I'm just, well, my the back of my hand. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. It's uh, the opposite of a palm. Well, I was just because everyone was just, you know, I was just trying to figure out the best way to do it. I think this is good. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like I don't want it to be like getting the couch dirty, but it's that's enough banana residue to mm-hmm. see if there's a breakout. I think I thought this has been such a delicate process, and I think I thought you were just going to take a banana and just rub it whole really fast. Do you want me to go back and do that? No, uh, no, no, no. I think this is this is fine. But you did it very medically. You did yeah. it. It's a little dab, and then you. Uh, well, I didn't want to. If I just if, if I start like gesticulating wildly, I don't want to rub banana on the couch. Mm-hmm. So, does, does it smell like banana yeah. on your hand now? Yeah, my hand smells like banana right now. So like you're engulfed in banana bread. Yeah. This also like isn't going to like answer if you have digestion issues on banana. Well, but I don't think that di- it's not it's not digestion issues. It's like some sort of a, like my body rejects it a little bit because the okay. cough would suggest not a digestion issue. It would suggest there's something not yeah, incompatible. Well, Am I wrong here? Kind of like I have no idea. I, I yeah. don't have an upset stomach when I have a banana. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's digestion. Mm-hmm. I think it's simply a mild allergy, if it indeed is an allergy. But you might end up in 90 minutes where you might look and you have a big Donald Duck <laughs> kind of bump on the, yes. the back of your hand. It's very possible. You, possible you all have to take me to the hospital. Jeez. We don't know. <laughs> I've never rubbed a banana on my hand before. Well then, if so, so there may be there may be an edit at some point where <laughs> we because we can't we have to get to ninety minutes minimum, if not two hours, if not two and a half hours. Yeah. So we cannot cut it off short. So there may be an edit, and that's where we will have taken you to the hospital. Brett, you have to stay with us. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to be at the hospital talking about <laughs> take the well, and, uh, but very we, nice. it is like uh, thematic for us though because the. the big hospital in Burbank is Providence St. Joe's, which is next to the Disney lot and is the hospital Walt Disney died in. Oh, wow. Okay. We have all, yes, we have, we haven't said this out loud, I think, but we all have a a sort of a wish to die at that hospital. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of what we want. Would it it be too much of a stretch to do an episode dedicated to that hospital? Oh, not at all. No, no, please. (laughs) Absolutely not. next week. (laughs) Let's, well, yeah, first things first, we have to get in there, which may be will happen today yeah 
And then, yeah, let's find the bed. We've been to the, you know, I don't, I don't know if, well, you've been out here. There's this restaurant, the Tam O'Shanter, mm-hmm. uh, which is where, like, he, Walt went there all the time. He had a table there. We've sat at the Walt. Mm-hmm. I actually have, I've just passed by the Walt table. Um, but, all right, so there's the Walt table. We got to find the Walt hospital bed. Oh, my God. You Yeah, you think they have the same bed there? And there's like, it's like a little tribute to him. Yeah, and if you get brought in there in the ER and like they're like oh and you're like dying but you're like oh I got the Walt room <laughs> got the Walt bed it's the bed is neat. really bad that's yeah. an old bed <laughs> or yeah there's just like an old like it's an old room mm-hmm. you're walking through and there's like a brown room weirdly <laughs> what is this they haven't updated anything it smells like cigarettes <laughs> same dust very mixed feelings because it's like oh this is historic but also like. They didn't save him, so like that doesn't make me optimistic. You're you're getting like out of the ambulance, and people are like screaming at each other, "What's wrong with you?" and what they need to check, like your blood pressure. And you're like, "Excuse me, would it be possible?" To get... <laughs> In the wall room. I don't mean to. If it's, it's okay if not, but Only if it's not too crowded, I'm gonna turn the front facing camera on on my phone. <laughs> and they're like, "No, sorry," and you're like, "Well, did Roy die here?" Is, the, is Roy's bed available? Did any Disney's? <laughs> and then you get it, and then you're filming a YouTube video as you. What up, fam? <laughs> <laughs> dying like this is dying like Walt. <laughs> uh, Mike and I were at something lately, and I we started to do a video, and I jokingly said like "What up, fam?" Like sort of the like mm-hmm. you know fake youtube reviewer stuff oh, yeah. and then someone on the other side of the table about five minutes later started doing it sincerely and i immediately was like oh my god i feel so bad that it's clearly doing it as they, a bit i don't think those people knew we weren't we were doing it uh with any irony okay Oof. okay that's fine and we didn't do it after they did it i think they no, were just like no. oh another another youtuber oh, okay yikes and they're they probably were like honestly he could use some more energy uh, like, yeah, <laughs> like he wasn't really doing dive that. into that. What up, fam? Yeah, because they did it yeah. much more energetically. So <laughs> um, I think we're all right. This is a. It is totally okay if you don't have an answer to this question because mm-hmm. this is a. It's a very specific question and one I'd never considered till right now. Have you ever? Is there a dream hospital you would like to die in? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know, I I don't t- contemplate death that much, let alone. Uh, where specifically I'd like it to happen mm-hmm. if it's a hospital situation. Yeah, this I is always, if we're lucky enough to be yeah. to have some help. Uh, to yeah, I always say I want to die in a tour bus crash. I think Ooh. it's the most smaller mm. way to go. Oh sure. Okay. And yeah. if I have my there's 20th anniversary tour gasm bus crash, <laughs> but um, sure. you know, that's a few years away. <laughs> is now is that because you've been accepted into the Dane Cook tour gasm yeah. lineup? Or because uh, you're just like hanging out with them. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I think I'd be part of the brotherhood. I um, mean, I hope I wish this for you. Absolutely. Yeah. When is the original tourgasm? When was it? So how many years are we away from twenty? Two thousand six. Right. Like that. I that think that's right. like that was peak Cook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So not far. We're not uh, far. For mm-hmm. clarification, though, his current tour, I know for a fact, is called the Tell It Like It Is tour. Oh really? Look at his door. Oh, he's finally being honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I was at a. I ate uh, at the Boston Market behind him ten years ago. I was eating alone, and someone was talking about Dane Cook, and I turned around, and it was Dane Cook. 
<laughs> he was like, yeah, man. And like, you know, somebody was like, yeah, that's just Dane, man. That's just Dane Cook. And I turned around. And I was like, it is Dane Cook. <laughs> and like we were like there were four people in there, three people, at his, like including him at his table and me at my table right behind him. Wow. So yeah. Wow. All right. I'm no longer impressed by Walt's table at the Tam O'Shanter. You've seen Dane's table at the <laughs> Dane's Burbank table Boston at the Market. Boston Market, which I believe is gone. It is closed. Yes. Yes. Oh. No, we should have gone in there and seen if we could preserve it <laughs> beforehand, but we can't. Is now. there at least a plaque? You know, I don't think there was. I did have many meals in that Boston Market ten years ago. But I don't think any anyone... meals at the Boston market. Mm-hmm. I used to be a I PA'd at the at the ranch. Oh, you were to the Warner Ranch. At the Warner Ranch, yeah. yeah. The Warner Ranch for people who don't live here or have never been lucky enough to work on these lots. <laughs> the Warner Ranch is where the Friends opening sequence was filmed. The That's fountain. Where the real Friends <laughs> fountain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and much of the Music Man. Really there? Yeah. Is that right? I didn't know that. I believe so. The movie version, yeah, from the sixties. <laughs> I walked around the lot and I found the old giant WB sign that they used to use in those promos. When, like, you remember like Michigan oh, J yeah. Frog would be like animated in the corner and then you would see like this crazy lit WB sign that they would do like all these angles around for their like bumpers. It's there. It was sitting. At least it was there 10 years ago, just sitting back there on the just lot. Just decaying? Yes, just decaying. Hmm. Wow. I really recommend anyone that is at least peaked by this to go and watch all of those old Michigan J Frog like mm-hmm. bumpers. <laughs> they are insane. And it's like this weird shared universe where like all of the actors and like some of the cartoons know each other and like you'll get like Superman interacting with like Jack A <laughs> and like yeah it's just this weird world like John Witherspoon talking to like James Vanderbeek it's very strange he Kirk would Cameron br- and like uh, Marvin the Martian yeah that, that sort of because wouldn't he he bridged the gap between like WB kids and the WB network when it, like the, the Michigan J. Frog could time. walk in all worlds yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's like should, the we'll, Daywalker. Will it's we like do? Blade. Will we do an episode on just Michigan J Frog? Yes. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Can you Skype me in for that? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 Happy to you up. I. You know. This was. Uh, I got to see if it is it in my notes for. Uh, why I was trying to remember why we were this came up, uh, and I think it's because we just. I don't know if it's out by now, but we did an episode about uh, about the roller coaster King to Ka mm-hmm. with Dan Klein and. For some reason, I think that is why I found out that there was some song, or was this because, oh, wait a minute, this might be because I was looking up the Six Flags song, The Venga Boys. I don't remember why, but I discovered through all of this research that the, in, there was a commercial for the Sylvester Tweedy Mysteries, which was in yeah, like, yeah, Kids I rem- WB. I remember that. Uh, where... Um, there was a, just in the promo, the Wikipedia noted that in the promo, Tweety, like, raps to the Venga Boys song or something <laughs> like that, and he, the phrase he says is like, gotta get that, gotta get that putty. Give me that putty. Give me that putty. And if, and if, you're, a, if you're a podcast completist and you are aware of the work of our friend Bug Main, Buzz Buzz, Skittle Skittle. Give me that putty sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I, that just really jumped out at me. The, the oh rapping God. about putty. Well, because I was meaning to mention this to you guys. Putty cat. <laughs> yes, he calls him putty cat. He would call yeah 20. Sylvester. Uh-huh. So that it is from Tweety Bird, but 
did you have a clip of it? I don't. And I, and I, I, after I discovered this, I was looking up as many Sylvester Tweedy mysteries promos as I could find. I'm sure a listener <laughs> knows exactly what it is and will tweet it at us right now as they're listening to this. We're going to the Paley Center right after this. <laughs> you have to find these promos. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. Yes. On the, it's, well, it's because I was going to, I'll do this now. Uh, I wanted in that episode to propose that we do. I don't know why this hasn't occurred to us yet. When are we going to do a full second gate episode about Mr. Six? Oh, of course. Well. The, old, the Six Flags old man. That is an epic. Yes. yes. What, what so an original name. That's his name. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Could have been Mr. Flags, but yeah. instead it's Mr. Mr. Six. Mr. Six. So that, thinking about Mr. Six led me to the official Wikipedia for the Venga bus. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in the section in popular culture, which needs additional citations for verification, <laughs> it says, this song was used for promos on Sylvester and Tweety Mr. And I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's we wike da putty. We wike, we wike da putty. <laughs> Why is he saying? Buzz didn't, buzz. didn't they fight? Didn't Sylvester and Tweety fight? I believe by the mysteries. Uh, oh, they I guess were they were teamed together. up. Yeah. Uh, they were working together. An unlikely You're right. pair. Yes. Yeah. And they they had to put their differences. They had aside. a common enemy: unsolved homicides. <laughs> <laughs> had to get to the bottom of. And then they caused all of America to have a common interest. This Hoodie. Potter's mm-hmm. Field. We're getting to the bottom. We're getting justice for everyone buried in this Potter's Field. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just glad you 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 unlocked all this in my brain. Wow. It's been buzzing around for the last. It's been buzzing around for the last month. Uh, so if you're interested in putty, subscribe to <laughs> Podcast Thread, The Second Gate. Um, um, no one liked it. You both like. You both just like got the most stern faces. Well, I'm thinking about Mr. Six now. <laughs> uh, it's always him. nice to be thinking about Mr. Six. Is there more than one Mr. Six? I think it was in the commercials, always played by the same guy. Okay, I, I, had, a, I had a hunch, like you know, when like Ronald changes. Yeah, you're like wait a minute. <laughs> It's I felt like one year they had a separate Mr. Six. They huh. might have, but I think the I believe the original Mr. Six, and I don't want to say too much because obviously we should save this for the episode. Yeah. But what I discovered about Mr. Six is that Mr. Six is hot. Yes. Yeah. The, the real I was man. Just, was, I, was I reading about him a week ago? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How has uh, this not gotten in the air before? I know. We, we briefly brought him up, I think, but for whatever reason we haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, yeah, there's only one. He wasn't like an old man they had to replace, basically. That's all I'll say. He didn't pass away. <laughs> he didn't pass away. <laughs> In uh, which can case. I see the Mr. Six room, please? <laughs> 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 now, there, now you have an answer. You should die where oh Mr. My Six God. died. <laughs> I just yeah. showed, He's I a just, stud. I just showed. I can't turn it all the way around. I'll, uh, Jason just saw Mr. Six. The real, yes. Does the, that make the you... little tease? The real Mr. Six actor was like a hunky dude. Okay, I mm-hmm. believe that. Um, here I'll show it from my phone. Can you see that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ripped guns. Yeah, that was Mr. Six. Big anyway, guns. we'll get on this. Six will come soon. <laughs> Six will come. Six will come soon. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, oh boy, I'm delighted by all that. But let's let's get down because we're hey we're covering a huge thing right now. And yeah. I'm so glad you wanted to talk about this confrontation. 
and I love the specificity of you bringing this up because clearly confrontation equals the very specific ride yes. in Florida and not just all of King Kong in the parks, which there is there is so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, why confrontation? What's the what, what's the attachment there? Well, it was my favorite ride um, as a kid. I would they'd have that scrolling Universal Studios ad uh, where it's on just, the tapes. It was on the tapes. Yes, it was on inside the letters. One of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. Where you haunting the the <laughs> words Universal Studios, and then it, you'd see you know King Kong. You'd see the Out of Time car. You know you'd see Jaws all of these jumping things. out. Yeah, Yogi and Boo Boo. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 Hitchcock walking into the silhouette. You can ride the movies. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and I never got to go as like a little kid until I was like 12. So I, I, I had this a, a slightly adulter appreciation of it. Uh, you know, every, every kid had gone to universal and I, all I wanted to do is ride this King Kong ride. Cause that's the one that stuck out in the ad for me. I loved King Kong as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember renting like son, son of Kong and mighty Joe young. And like these movies that are not meant for like six year olds. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, some of those some of those Kong movies have really violent. Yeah. King Kong movies. versus Godzilla is very weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like King Kong was like that was that was the like I was going to Disney, I was going everywhere, but King Kong was the main attraction for this whole trip. Wow, sure, and, and probably at twelve you're like chasing thrills a little more. Yeah, you want something. It's scary. a little scary, uh, but once I realized I I could deal with it, I rode the thing like three times wow yeah yeah it's a good this was a really epic attraction and and like uh i mean it's it's not scary in the thrill ride way of scary it's just like it's not even just the ape necessarily like i think the just the general veneer of it the fact that you're in this grimy subway station for so much of it it's, yeah, yeah. terrifying Real yeah 70s new york the, re- the recreation of 70s new york you're going through a Which queue you may, you may know from joker yes sure. <laughs> <laughs> no other films it's almost a character um the queue just filled with graffiti like yeah. they had actual graffiti artists graffiti the place and then of course people just added their own graffiti over mm-hmm. the years cool i remember oh, seeing like a curse maybe on the wall yes which is insane to see it what? universal <laughs> that's pretty cool that they yeah. like like almost encourage people to add to that tapestry but yeah this yeah. could have been any this could have been like a you know dressed up clean well now they have a cleaned up version of new york with the jimmy mm-hmm. fallon ride it's cool that they had like grimy shitty ed koch new york <laughs> is that, uh, ed koch yeah. does not appear on the ride right i don't no. no reference to they they have <laughs> a real koch. news anchor in it like an actual new york news anchor doing like evacuate get out of here yes like, yeah. in and the ride was, video you know i i went what, 1998 and he was still on tv so it was very kind of cool to see that oh wow was he the news anchor you grew up watching yeah he was on uh i wouldn't say i grew up watching him (laughs) (laughs) he taught you everything you knew yeah mr rogers (laughs) this guy rollin smith he looked a little like a vulcan yes Uh, thick eyebrows yeah Yeah. very like a stern presence uh 
he was on the UPN affiliate. I'm sure he was on like a major one and then got bumped down over the years to UPN. <laughs> yeah, most likely. But yeah, he was the 10 o'clock news guy. Wow, wow. Uh, was he was he New York or New, New Jersey? I, I think, uh, you know, I think the UPN one might have been based out of Secaucus. Okay. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna been a big bump down. They would they would play speaking. weird like New Jersey uh like like shots of like New Jersey parks at like a weird times of the day when they just didn't have a commercial to play. Um but yeah, it was uh you know, it was the New York area. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Philly. Um I am very fond of Roland Smith also because he was it's not the same uh, video. So they got him twice because he also was the host of the tram tour attraction and and if you don't know the full breakdown king kong was a a stop on the universal tram tour and like a huge step up for them they they had done jaws and that was great but like the technological advance to have that king kong robot uh, just really like took the studio tour into the next into another gear uh then when universal studios florida opened in 1990 they turned it into this full-blown huge attraction in and of itself uh and roland smith was on both and i was i was like let me look up some roland smith stuff uh roland smith has this odd like uh, a part of of oddly star wars lore and a very specific star wars lore i'd never heard of any of this mm. that the star wars holiday special um the 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 tape that it was mainly distributed on because star wars holiday special lived as a you know, people trading tapes like this bizarre, can you believe this thing taped off TV? And the main tape that was distributed, like that people traded around, had a very brief clip of him at the very beginning doing a five second tease for what's on the news that night. And his phrase was, fighting the frizzies at 11. <laughs> <laughs> Which presumably fighting the frizzies, I don't think any, I don't know that anyone ever saw the actual story, but I think fighting the frizzies has something to do with hair care. Mm. Uh, I guess maybe we don't know unless there were creatures called the frizzies uh, out. Yeah, was this in an York. in-universe <laughs> news plug? <laughs> oh, it's some like deep Star Wars thing yeah, we don't know about. It's like wearing a robe. <laughs> a little Star Wars news teases is a very good idea. Um, the the Empire, the Empire Strikes Back at eleven. Um, George would have put the frizzies in his sequel trilogy. It was going to be all about the frizzies. It was going to be about the frizzies. They're the real, they, they, they fight the force. They're little bad guys. Um, They're smaller need... than Adams. <laughs> <laughs> the frizzies are very small. Um, but fighting the frizzies also has this odd, uh, what kind of has sustained that phrase in pop culture uh, is that one of the first episodes of South Park uh, Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics mm-hmm. uh, in 1999 because it's an old holiday special they started it with a shot of their editor dressed up like Roland Smith Whoa. saying fighting the frizzies at 11. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The South Park guys tributed this very specific sliver of this news tease on VHS's uh, taped up TV. I can volume. picture We've... that as you're saying. Yeah. It I can does picture that metal. episode. Yeah. And he looks like it. They gave him a stash. It's, wow. it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a wonderful little clip. Those are all on YouTube. So, I mean, most news anchors, I don't feel, have this amount of lore. Uh, no. That this guy is the King Kong news anchor. 
and fighting the Frizzies. Uh, a, a pretty major stuff. And probably he's like a good journalist and mm, like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. donated to causes or something. Sure, who, who cares? cares? About that? I mean, now it would be Pat Kiernan, who's the New York One anchor and is just in everything. Okay. Yeah. He's in every Marvel movie. Like anytime you just oh. need a New York anchor and don't want to shell out to NBC or CBS, <laughs> you, you just get him and he'll say anything. Like vampires on the loose. It's, it's just like, <laughs> you know, that that's his bread and butter now as far as New York people go. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, I like those. I like those game news anchors. Yeah. Uh, I think he also hosts like trivia at a bar somewhere. Wow. <laughs> really? Nice. Um, He's everywhere. We have a weatherman here in Los Angeles named Fritz Coleman. Okay. Who also considers himself a bit of a funny man, like does stand up sometimes. <laughs> does he? Fritz Coleman? Yeah, he had a one man show running uh at the at the the Gary Marshall Theater in Burbank for really? a while. Yeah. Well, he's a Burbank fixture because yeah. I have seen him several times at the Bob's Big Boy Starbucks, which is essentially pretty much in the same block as the Gary Marshall Theater and, and the, the Boston, Boston Market. Market. Yeah, that we were talking about so earlier. We, another, so, I love how many locals we're talking Toluca about. Toluca Lake, Burbank, like five really minutes coming from, through today. Five minutes from the hospital, Walt, Walt died. Walt died, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So in the we could go see the Colm, the Fritz table, the Dane table, and the Walt bed. Yep. All, uh, it would take a half hour. Damn, let's yeah. do it. This uh, is dangerously off topic, but he's not the Mr. Wacky guy, right? No. Okay. What's Mr. Wacky? It's a, it's a video where uh, they're review. It's like a morning news weekend, and they're like, "Well, what's going on uh, at this parking lot?" And it's like, "Well, you know, we've gotten a big inflatable slide. And it's just a bunch of like very tired volunteers, first thing in the morning, and uh, they they meet. Uh, the, the, this anchor is doing the worst." possible job anyone's ever done in doing like a fun segment <laughs> and so I, i've heard that he's you know he's he's bombed a few of these oh okay oh interesting wait so why why mr wacky is it this yeah this video it looks like that san diego oh okay so, never mind uh, then. yeah okay. but i do want to watch this it's really very unhappy really great I, I really recommend everyone watch it. I'm gonna, when you first, or I was I was wondering why Mr. Wacky sounded familiar to me, and I was like, "Is that's not what Miss? That's not what Robin Williams calls his penis, is it?" <laughs> no, I'd that's Mr. Mr. Happy. Happy yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Wacky, who? You you could imagine maybe once in a while he called it Mr. Wacky. He might have tried that out as an alternate yeah. name. Yeah. Mr. Wacky is the best comedy sketch that's ever happened in real life. I'll say that much. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will. Yeah. We have to look at this. Uh, um, okay. So uh, uh, back to Kong. Um, uh, Roland, Roland Smith. Great job. Great work. Yeah. Uh, um, you know who else acts in this ride? There's a lot. All the, a lot of VO and a lot of the SWAT team voices and everything. Ron Knight, who is also the voice of our favorite theme park character, Botanicus. Mm-hmm. He also his voices in Jaws. Apparently. Um, I've made an effort to try to get him on the show. Yeah, what happened with that again? Or there's no response? We, the, he did respond <clears throat> in a, in a like, interesting cryptic manner. It was, right, it was like teasing right. stories that he has. <laughs> right. And then he never responded again. <laughs> so I don't know. I'd really like to talk to Ron Knight. Do we have to interview Kotzwinkle, too, who did respond to me. Botanicus is his creator. Oh, oh. The author. The author of yeah. The Green Planet. 
mm-hmm. created all the E.T. ancillary characters and the characters from the ride. Mm-hmm. This man, William Kotzwinkel. Did you make it? To, are you fond of the E.T. adventure as well? From that, those from Florida trips? That's a close second of sure. the things yeah. I was excited about. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that this was a sequel, but. Yeah, it's it, that was unbelievable. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, there's a book. There, he wrote a book in the '80s called The Green Planet, and that's where most of the lore from the ride comes about. We did a whole Patreon on Botanicus and all this lore, but I emailed him, and just a little spoiler from that Patreon episode, he emailed back and he said, "I asked him if he created Botanicus, and he said, Dear Mike, thanks for your email. Except for ET himself, I created all the characters in the book of The Green Planet, and that includes Botanicus.'" Good luck with your podcasts. <laughs> Best wishes from E.T. and me, uh, Bill. Wow. Which is like, does he also think I'm 12? <laughs> I like that E.T. also gave me a best wish, but also it was... I don't know that he had the authority to speak yeah, on behalf that's, of E.T. That's questionable. I could send this to Amblin and Spielberg would sue his ass like crazy. We did, E.T. did not authorize this hello. E.T. does not wish you well on your podcasts, 12-year-old boy. Nonsense. He loves us. He said, the last time I went on the ride, he actually said my name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have I have Cotswinkle's email now. Wow! So Cotswinkle. if you can get <laughs> if you can get the voice, if we can get an interview with him, combine it with an interview with Cotswinkle. Boy, what can a... we speak to Botanicus? <laughs> <laughs> is Botanicus with you right now? <laughs> it's Botanicus's favorite curse word. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, you could speak to ET too." And it's like, "No, no, 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 I can't. no, I don't. Yeah. shit from the movies. We don't care about that." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Kong, uh, Kong. Kong, very popular. This ride, very popular. Yeah. Uh, uh, long lines, usually mm-hmm. prone to breaking down. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of moving pieces, helicopters, multiple yeah. Kongs, a very unique suspended ride. So this, this is like a very much larger scale kind of Peter Pan. Yeah. Like hanging from the ceiling. To the point I found out is this was replaced by Revenge of the Mummy in 2004. The tracks are still in the ceiling because they built the tracks for Kong. Oh, into yeah, the building. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, it is too difficult to remove them. So they just left them up there. So it's possible. It could, I mean, <laughs> bring them back. Yeah. Bring them back. Or just put the Kong vehicles and have it go with the coaster. Oh, sure. Could you do... <laughs> just t- concurrent rides. Intervals. Just intervals. A Roosevelt Island tram ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haunted pyramid. It's like the Indiana Jones, what they were going to do with two rides at one. Remember they were going to have them like, go through, like the people mover or something? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you say why not. We don't have to look at the mat, like the actual blueprints you to see if that's impossible. That'd work. It would work. Fill those, like, you know, Roosevelt tram rides with like hard hats with crowbars going uh-huh. like you don't don't you mess, with, mess us. with us you don't mess with brendan fraser imhotep you mess with them you mess with all of us <laughs> spider-man ending yeah <laughs> actually well that's a good thing to say that this is like uh, to make all of these because there's universal florida open with three attractions that were all based on the tram tour mm-hmm. and thus they all like there had to be three separate rides that essentially reper- had tram-esque ride vehicles and they went a lot bigger yeah they went big because they had to make it imp- they were competing with disney mm-hmm. on disney's turf in uh-huh, orlando uh-huh 
Uh, um, but so it's you know it's boats and jaws. It's a it's a subway car in uh, earthquake, and then in this it's the it's the Roosevelt Island Expressway. As a New Yorker, do you have any experience with the Roosevelt Island Expressway? Yeah, it's a it's a great ride. It's just this a swipe of the Metro card. Okay, uh, and you get to fly over the city. Oh, yeah. I think I liked it because I liked King Kong so much. Right, and then you go to the like a weird little island that doesn't feel like it should exist what that's what's there on the other side roosevelt island is like a a very small like you could walk across it lengthwise in like five minutes Whoa. if that uh it, and then it's it's got some restaurants and it's got some campuses for you know verizon and like uh I think a college is there. It's just a very, it's a weird anomaly of no reason to go there unless you happen to work in these places or whatever. But, uh, it's, it's a fun ride. Some people live there. There are, apartment there, there buildings? is some apartment yeah. buildings there, which is also strange. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just a big mystery why it exists weird. and you could really only get to it. Well, you could get to it by bridge. I don't know. I read article yeah. like in the last ten years, like in the like the Times or BuzzFeed, like big places where they were still like we don't quite understand Roosevelt Island. Like yeah. it was a feature on Roosevelt Island, but they're like it's even among New Yorkers, it's a, a conundrum. It feels like you're in a different city. Yeah, there's like bridges very close by. It's just a strange place. And then now that they've got all these like campuses that moved in, it's there's like this kind of like astroturfy field and it's it's just got a strange vibe hmm. all around. Um could it work as an evacuation spot if a giant ape invaded New York? Well, that's that's the big question. <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure what he's doing over there. Uh, <laughs> it's as baffling as why any people yeah. would be or there. why you enter Penn Station you wind up uh, taking a Roosevelt Island tram which is about you know 30 blocks away oh I didn't think about that this is, this is also a strange inconsistency uh, yeah yeah right right hmm. um, weird uh, I like that in putting in the mummy attraction that they didn't have to change the exterior too much they put yeah. that kind of like gold museum type overlay but that the exterior is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, really glad that didn't have to come down. Um, and all of it in theory, because originally Universal, the idea was that you could use all of these as sets. Right. Like you could shoot movies here. But I don't think anyone ever did. No. Was Yeah. Was there. What's the most prominent thing that was shot at Universal Florida? Is it the Jimmy Buffett? Or no, that was out here. There, there's a bigger music well, video. Fruitcakes here? No, that's Florida. No, Fruitcakes that's Florida, Florida. Yeah. 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 Jimmy Buffett shot one of his most famous music videos, Fruitcakes, the song Fruitcakes. Uh, famous Florida. is doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. One of, yeah. His mo- one of it, well, how would you dispute one of his most famous? <laughs> what also, is his most how many famous? music yes. videos does he have? I, my statement stands. <laughs> one of his most famous. <laughs> he wasn't really like doing a ton in music video era... So he he didn't have his like November rain uh, <laughs> giant expensive. five o'clock somewhere, but I think of that as more in Helen Jackson music it is. that he makes an appearance. Yes, in. it is. I agree. Um, but yeah, what is the most prominent thing shot at 
Universal I think there's Florida. a Creed music video where they filled the New York streets <laughs> yeah, with water. Yes. Right? With yes, a rowboat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What is, is it? Is which it my sacrifice? Is it my sacrifice? It, I think so. It's the one that's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's, laughs> I think only one's like that. <laughs> uh, 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 okay, so Riot itself. Um, I, yeah, all right. I really like that line. Really like uh, uh, I, I like how there's real there's real movie posters in there. Yes, uh, for like Kramer versus Kramer that, that like kind of and Rocky, I believe that kind of pulls. I, I believe the they would rotate those. Hmm. I believe I came across on that said they would update those with mm-hmm. current movies, even though the footage mm-hmm. was always the '70s, because this is primarily based on the '76 uh, King Kong, which starred Jeff Bridges. Jessica Lang and Charles Grodin mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. still I do not I have only seen clips of this movie I've never sat and watched it I really like the clip that they show in the line for the ride where you're looking at the subway cars POV as it careens into King Kong's palm yeah <laughs> like he catches it essentially I think I know you're yeah I've never seen the movie either I, I it does sound like it was people like it a lot it was a big hit Dino De Laurentiis produced, was which it? comes... I feel like everybody hated this movie. I, don't, I feel like I've only heard shit about this movie. It, uh, mm. Money-wise, okay. it did well. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of notorious now, though, because Kong doesn't climb the Empire State Building. He climbed the World Trade Center. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess Dino De Laurentiis had the rights or had uh, something. They made a sequel called King Kong Lives. In yes. 86. Yes. Now that I have seen. <laughs> I was trying to remember the plot. I believe it is a story about King Kong having to get give a... He's involved in a heart transplant operation. <laughs> he's performing the... Sir, sir, no. Or he needs one. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that a giant mechanical heart is built. And they have to take King Kong's heart out, replace it, and put it in, like, a huge tank. Uh, it, inv- it and, and we end up somewhere with King Kong being in love. What? <laughs> There's a love story. This all, I, again, all of these movies I saw when I was six years old, uh-huh. <laughs> barely comprehending anything, and it's like, oh, cool, King Kong movie. And then he's, like, sick for most of it. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. in a coma. And in love for the rest of it. <laughs> it yeah. seems like it starts with him, like, they're like, okay, so he fell off the World Trade Center. He's alive in a coma, and scientists are studying him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie was not a success. No. Uh, none of the actors came back. Do you know De Laurentiis? <laughs> <laughs> and the director came back, John uh, Gillerman, uh, who apparently was a real hard ass. Like his Wikipedia okay. basically goes like, no matter what he was making, he was very strict. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, uh, no. like he was very intense. It seems hmm. like. I think um, this movie has a part where uh, King Kong sees a giant crocodile, and they show they have a shot of a crocodile. And he kind of lights up, mm, and then it cuts to a wide of the guy in the suit picking up a lizard. What is clearly like they're trying to do a scale thing. Okay, a li- like, and then like that's supposed to be a crocodile, and he drops it into his mouth, and then I I believe it cuts to just full crocodile bones just being tossed onto a pile of lots of <laughs> crocodile bones. 
<laughs> so what? he's eating a normal size crocodile, basically. It's just large for yes, us. Yeah, but there's no question when it cuts to the guy in the suit. It's like a little gecko or something. Right. But it's, re- it's you're saying it's real. They found a real yeah. amphibian or lizard or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to go into my tape of it. There, I know there's a couple parts of this movie that are funny as shit. Oh, man. Uh, uh, and I, this... Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, I, I was just going to add uh, to the movie it's based on the king kong from the 70s mm-hmm. um 70s right yeah, yeah. 76 yeah. yeah there was a what i remember is funny but again haven't watched it in years uh funny post 9-11 snl sketch yes i know this this, uh-huh. this particular film where they're they're showing a post 9-11 edited version mm-hmm. and uh it's like instead of going up the World Trade Center, it's like, oh, no, he's climbing up the Chrysler building. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts to, like, a bunch of new scenes with the worst actors you've ever seen, and then they delay the information that the actors... Then they cut to a station break, and the actors you've been watching are the news anchors for the station (laughs) who now are improvising a new ending to King Kong (laughs) and incorporating the other things the station owns, like Superman. Like, they look out the window look superman he's heading for kong oh no he's gonna attack that bar <laughs> <Cut some cheers. laughs> um, that's one of those like end of show unarchived sketches yeah. i'm glad you brought up because there's some of those things if nobody saved them it feels like a fever dream like mm-hmm. it didn't happen i don't think yeah i don't think you've seen it i've only seen the kong sketch with the boner Oh, that's a great sketch. Which is I also really like a good sketch. sketch. <laughs> Let's like, get it out of here. You're shaking the... <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Where Kong has a, an erection in the building. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so funny that they can cut to that and it's not a problem because they don't show the head or the balls. Right, or yes. It's just a big furry thing. <laughs> and then you can show that on TV. Oh, yeah. That's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, boy, good job, SNL. Some great your... Kong sketches. Great Kong sketches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, wait. So, uh, what have we not said? Okay, oh, the, well, the ride vehicle, I really like how the, um, yeah, that suspended nature of it and how it's this weird, like, accordion kind of, if you watch video of it, uh, it's, it's a big, like, zigzag X kind of pattern, which allows for it to do dips and Mm -hmm. die. And, and I guess the, the crux of this ride, when they, when uh, uh, not Imagineers, but Universal ears, <laughs> whatever you call them, we're talking about. Uh, okay, it was it's so huge on the tour. We got to bring it to Florida. How do we make it bigger and better? Well, what if King Kong actually picked up your tram and and threw it? Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what it leads to. It's the the climax. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I, I'm. Is there anything else like this at the moment? I mean, like anything that's a suspended ride. It's like Peter Pan. It's. Peter Pan. E.T. Uh, E.T. Technically. Yeah, you're right. E.T. Yeah. Um, 20,000 Leagues in Tokyo. That's true. Yeah. But nothing like this aggressive. Yeah. No. And this huge. Yeah. And this big. Those are massive uh, cars. And they're like two-story buildings, too, that like you're kind of... Yeah. They're, they're maybe really Maybe three-story. Like, it's a very large ride. And yeah. Where I live in uh, Brooklyn, I'm in Bushwick, and they have kind of like two-story high train platforms and i like it because it reminds me a little bit of king kong <laughs> wow yeah. i love how it's like part of your new york yeah uh, this is self-mythology it's it was very impactful for me wow. do you ever imagine like you're walking along and you like kind of just like drift off and imagine kong climbing 
Oh, building. I see him. Yeah, I you see, see him. him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> see him in your in your heart. <laughs> if a news copter, if you see a copter in the sky, it's like, well, they're going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a news copter in New York. To be fair, there's a okay. there's a section of the 110 when you're going downtown to like towards the 10, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of building, high rise buildings. And I do admit, I've probably said it to you, and it's very embarrassing. I oftentimes picture uh, Galactus from the Fantastic Four as if he was to scale with the buildings. <laughs> and I'm like, you never said that. To what me. would this <laughs> like? This is a common thing my brain oh, does yeah. as we're going because like that's the that's the most like height you get in Los Angeles really is when you're going down the 110. So like I'm like, what if he was real? And Galactus, by the way, is a giant Jack Kirby designed man. Not man. He's a god, I guess. Sort of a god eater character. Of worlds. He's the yeah. eater of worlds, and he comes down and he like eats planets. So I mean, anyway, one of the worst. I'm saying I do that bizarre thing I just made a <laughs> comment about. The tunnels to Toontown in Roger Rabbit is like one of the worst exits, like in L.A. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fun thing to go like oh this is the tunnel they had to go through to get to toontown but like it's like you have to pretty much slow your car down from like 60 miles an hour to like 20 miles an hour to make a 90 degree like exit Uh and it's built into a hill yeah yeah it's like you're doing like a a race (laughs) yeah yeah we can talk about bad weird freeway stuff later sure (laughs) but that's really nice that you like you know because like sometimes you got to go downtown for uh I, I don't know. You haven't gone to court. I was gonna say like you have to go to downtown for unpleasant things. What am I yeah. talking about? Jury duty. Sure. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Well, uh, is that uh, true? I've never yeah. done jury duty. I have a mm-hmm. system. I think I have to beat it. Oh. Um. But uh, about that's, the, very, that's in your checking wheelhouse. It is. Like, yeah. How to d- defeat? I've only jury done duty. it one. I've only really been called once. I'll, you know what? I'll just say it here. I, this is not some secret. Like everyone, oh, try if anyone's it. listening, if anyone is listening to this, if, if anyone listens to every podcast to try to find potential juries, yeah, <laughs> and I'm not doing anything wrong. Jury duty. There's nothing I'm doing that's wrong or would get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. My my system is what they have at least in Los Angeles. Is you're supposed to call in once you get like served or whatever a notice. It says call in the night before and we'll tell you if we need you. So the, what I did was it says like call from whatever eight to midnight. I call it eleven fifty nine. Theory wise, that they fill up the juries as the night goes on because mm-hmm. it can't be truly random because you you would you know you would be filled up already. Like there's no way they would just reject the first ten people because how do they know for sure everybody's going to call in? Yeah. So they have to fill people up. So you call in at the last possible second, and I did it, and I never got called. Could be a coincidence. I don't know. Try it in Los Angeles if you've been uh, given a letter that says you have jury duty. Hmm. Hmm. I'm interested to see because I've had other people do it with success, but I'm not declaring it a full victory yet. I was as you were saying all that, I was flashing to your plan of how to defeat the dreaded parking garages at City Walk. The like the canceling the movie tickets the moment oh, that yes, you yes. arrive. At the, have you done that plan since? Uh, no, I haven't done that plan since I have recommended that that would probably get me in trouble. If there are universal people listening, they will not like that. The the plan to buy a movie ticket, get the discounted parking and then cancel your movie ticket. So you're more afraid of the universal people than the the city. Yeah. Well, honestly, yes, they're, they're, I'm sure they're more on top of things. (laughs) I'm sure they're policing more uh, vigilantly. (laughs) You remember Jason was afraid of them when we we suggested recording at CityWalk. He didn't want to get arrested. Yes. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> it was, we were involving well, a hypothetical we scenario. We've been to a lot less events where, like, there's just, I guess now at parks, they just expect people to be vlogging and, like, carrying. Mm-hmm. But we were describing a scenario where we stole the Blues Brothers car with the big megaphone <laughs> and did a bum rush live show, and you were, like, mad about that idea of doing that. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> no <I> memory. <laughs> uh, uh, back to Kong. Um, th- to make this ride vehicle to have to test the like height dynamics and the idea that Kong would drop you, somehow this led to the. We got to start. We have to come up with an official name of what Universal Imagineers are called. I'll it's say Universal Universal Creative. Universal- Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Okay, so talking about the ride mechanism itself, to to test the idea that you would get dropped somehow by Kong, and how was that going to work? Um, in figuring out options for this, the universal creative person um, is it Peter Alexander? Peter Alexander. Alexander, yeah. and I think you have it in front of you too. This this book we cite sometimes, Universal versus Disney by Sam Ganaway. Uh, uh, this story is in this book where. Uh, he, I, this, this guy, they want to test some harness thing and, uh, nobody volunteers, nobody's willing to do it. So the, the main guy in charge of this ride says, I don't know, I'll give it a shot. So they go into a soundstage at Universal Hollywood. He gets up on wires, uh, and they test the thing and it seems like it's going to work. But then a miscommunication causes caused the engineers to drop him at full free fall, <laughs> then jerk him to a sudden stop about three feet from the cement stage floor, resulting in a double hernia operation oh my God. some months later. Yeah. This is a guy who like thought of the idea, what if Kong dropped you? Then he had to have a double hernia because of... Because yeah, he so lived his dream. <laughs> he flew like a tram. That was kind of how they scaled. Like, okay, so less intense of a drop. <laughs> like, less less of a drop. Because it wasn't that intense. I don't recall this part being super scary. Right. It's not some Tower of Terror type drop. No, I don't remember a lot of restraints on this. I mean, it mm-hmm. does. It did a good job at simulating that, like, he picked you up and dropped you. And yeah. then a police helicopter, like with a Gatling gun, scares them all. <laughs> Hit him! It's like so it's. It seems to me like it reminds me of the um, like when they're talking about Indiana Jones, when they're like, we wanted to make a ride vehicle that was, you know, like was going to give you like shaking essentially, so you would feel like much scare, like in a much scarier situation. Yeah. So it's like you're building like it's a normal thing they've done before where it's you're suspended, but then they're like trying to figure out. How to like jerk your brain around. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't. I, I honestly, I never went on this ride. So oh, I never experienced. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Did you skip it? We didn't really go to Universal until I was like older. And it was, was it gone by then? I believe it was gone by then. Because this was yeah. gone in like 2002? Yeah. Like that? That's like right yeah, when we left. Left in 2002, uh, along with the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera, also closed in 2002. Another fun ride. 
That's a fun one. Yeah, I think that might have been my first of the day. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of hit a fork, and you either go straight up towards mm-hmm. where Hanna Barbera is, or you go the right, like towards Lucy. Yeah, that used to be the choice. Mm. Ooh, the Lucy exhibit. I it just came back to me that I spent an inordinate amount, or inordinate amount of time there. As a kid, I was a big I Love Lucy fan. I, me as well, yeah. <laughs> so I was like genuinely interested in the layout of the stage and stuff and the miniatures. But then also I remember walking outside my grandma was deep in conversation with a man in a wheelchair and full kiss makeup. <laughs> like He's wearing, in a like, wheelchair. A kiss shirt. And in... And like Gene Simmons like paint. Whoa. And <laughs> I don't know if like they ever... Like, I don't think she knows what kiss is. <laughs> that seems, seems like if you were a, a grandma at that time, you would have mm-hmm. missed yeah. that part of culture. And that wasn't an employee. Not an employee. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Whoa. Um, do you, I wonder what they were talking about. <laughs> I, no, I couldn't imagine. My what? grandma's like a pretty like conservative person. Can't imagine her just starting a conversation with a man in like <laughs> kiss makeup. Yeah. Was there a kiss based event anywhere? I don't or... think so. Because no? I remember thinking about that and I'm like, well, there must be like a concert here or something. And I don't think there was. Wow. Nor was it an ICP event. It was not an Ooh. ICP event. I would I was down with the clown back then, so I would have <laughs> Been a little more excited, but if anyone knows what it was going on around spring '98, <laughs> let a ninja know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think the ICP was there. <laughs> I think it's not. safe to say that there wasn't an ICP concert. You're too interested. Yeah, in Universal Florida, Lucille yeah. Ball, and Shaggy too dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I this guy who I brought up, uh, Peter Alexander. I kept going down the rabbit hole with because when I was I was like he, he's an interesting figure and seemed involved in the Jaws attraction and and the E.T. adventure is definitely factored into things we've talked about before um, and in googling him just like oh yeah okay so King Kong and he has his own company now okay and Scientologist okay oh what whoa <laughs> uh, he is an escaped uh, Scientologist he made it out and speaks at events uh, frequently about he he basically this guy was like royalty in florida because like one of the best jobs in florida you could have is building all the main universal rides and when he was doing it in the early 90s he was still full-fledged scientologist Hmm. uh uh, and 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 still lives in florida so he's like he's the the king of tampa wow uh you know clear water is down there him and bubba the love sponge (laughs) (laughs) they tried for years (laughs) to get bubba the love sponge But I'm fine, man. My head's great. <laughs> Is this what you were alluding to last night? Yes. Having yeah. about him? The oddity of about this guy, yeah. I had something else what's, about what's this guy. What's your thing? So he went on to uh, form a, a company called... Totally Fun. Yeah, Totally Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of his jobs after making all these universal rides, Totally Fun made a pilot for Nickelodeon that did not go. And then he wrote the treatment and drew concept sketches for one that did go, Nickelodeon Guts. Huh. Guts. Wow. Do you have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, this, yeah, crazy. This guy's a legend. This guy thought of all these rides, thought of the drop in the King Kong ride, was injured himself trying mm-hmm. it, then invented Guts, then escaped Scientology, uh, uh, which by his own quote, 
he said like he he made it all the way. He made it up to all the levels. He made it up to OT seven or whatever. Wow! And then like he s- climbed the the Scientology aggro crag. <laughs> <laughs> he got to the very top. <laughs> he got the final crystal off the top. Wow! Uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, so he gave an interview where he said like. You know, once I figured out it was all about aliens and stuff, then mm. I'm looking around the world and going, well, I'm not seeing any aliens. Why? Mm. What am I doing? And by that point in time, he had given a million dollars of his own money to the Church of Scientology. Whoa. Dear God. And just had the sudden, like, what was any of this? He got into it, you know, in that very slow way that people get into it, where it's very self-helpy. And all these classes, and they're helping me. Mm-hmm. And then just realized, oh, I didn't... It, crept up on me this is a cult what was i doing and he decided to do something about it he's gonna share his story and and not just go talk at events which he does he's going to uh uh, in a narrative form tell his story which he did in a film in 2001 called the prophet the name of the cnbc show that we enjoy very much and it is also a 2001 anti-scientology film made by the guy who did the king kong ride uh in this film wow a a, uh, an author who's kind of gone off his rocker named l conrad powers (laughs) (laughs) has become the leader of an organization called the church of scientific spiritualism (laughs) (laughs) which uh, lures people in with uh-huh. the promise of self-help and these tests that they perform uh, uh, involving mind meters. Okay. And this film... S- so You may as well have called it Shmai and Shmology. <laughs> why, did, why did Paul Thomas Anderson even bother with the master yeah. Yeah. after this? It's been done, dude. <laughs> and the ShamWow guy did the same thing. What? Really? Yeah. He took his like ShamWow money and like... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he made a movie. I know he took money and made a movie and then also used the money to like fight Scientology. Wow. The, wait a minute. The guy, because this is the Shamwell guy, the guy who made the underground comedy movie? Yes. Vince Offer. Vince Offer. Yes. Oh, that thing that also they used the to advertise like on cable? Yeah. Yes. The underground comedy movie? Wow. That's how he got involved in the Shamwow and the Slap Chop is that he was, he so successfully sold this weird little movie via infomercials that infomercial people approached him and were like, you got something. Why don't we put you on camera? And sure, before you know it, he's the slap shop guy. Um, And he was a Scientologist? Mm -hmm. I've never heard any of this. Yeah, and he declared war. Whoa. And we don't, we have to figure out the the machinations of that war. He didn't, but he's done, he's done something. Right. Uh, Um, that's amazing! Wow, good for Vince Offer, a flawed hero. Uh, <laughs> it's not a full endorsement. Yeah, doesn't he here. get? Was he was in some trouble? Right? Yeah, yeah. There were some messes he could not clean up. <laughs> uh. Also, mentioning Nickelodeon guts, I was like, that must be the most popular thing filmed at Universal Orlando. Maybe so. But then I looked it up. We've got Family uh, Feud with Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, certain episodes of a uh, Deal or No Deal. Mm-hmm. On CNBC, right? Good. Um, uh, and then total nonstop action wrestling. Oh yeah. NWCW Monday Nitro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Portions of Fear Factor, and um, uh-huh. major scenes of the movie Parenthood. 
That's right. That was the arbitrary one they chose. They were like, something has to come film here so we can say something filmed here. Right. And it was that because that was in the early 90s. They don't even have Jimmy Buffett's fruitcakes on that list. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I didn't see it on the list. Oh, and the Tonight Show. That counts. Yes, Mm. they did some weeks. Yeah, most like uh, studio based NBC Comcast owned properties will do like a few days in Universal a year. Mm -hmm. I think Ellen does. Oh, that's Warner Brothers. Like, every one of those shows does a few days at Universal every year. Today's show, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Sure, sure. Uh, um, really quick, but just before I move on from The Prophet, The Prophet is available entirely on YouTube. This is a film that Scientology fought into the ground. They aired it, and they they showed it at theaters in Clearwater, Florida, to fuck with Scientology in their own backyard, and they they called it, well, we call this thing the lack of profit. That's what we say it is. And they disparaged the film, and they said, you know, it looks like it was, you know, shot on somebody's home video camera. And... I gotta go with Scientology on this one. <laughs> and there is a part, I didn't watch the full film because I barely found out about this, but I did put on, uh, there's a part where it zooms into a dying L. Conrad Powers. Oh my God. And this is like Halloween store makeup. This is like, they they like slap a gray wig on him. A couple, all right, how do we show that he's old? Uh, lines? Let's like uh, put a line on his face. Um, do you think this is on par with the... Uh, slightly teased Lance Burton movie that we talked about on the David Copperfield Patreon, Billy Toppet, the very cheap looking Lance Burton movie about a magician about Billy named Billy Toppet. Look it up. We, we haven't done Billy Toppet yet. We haven't. Oh, we got to do a film series. Billy Toppet. That's what I'm getting at. The Prophet and uh, uh, the underground comedy movie. The, uh, available for three, unrated version, $3 on Amazon right now. Yeah. Okay. So when I order my copy of, um, what's the TV show? What's the DreamWorks TV show? Father, we, of, the Father of the Pride. Yeah, we gotta a, do that An too. Amazon cart with Father of the Pride, an underground comedy movie, and then the FBI will be at my house very quickly. <laughs> Billy Toppet, Master Magician. Oh my God. Jesus, cover. <laughs> You've never shown us that. Yeah. Well, you've watched the trailer before. Garbage. But... <laughs> no Burt Wonderstone. Uh, uh, oh, my Peter goodness. Alexander also has the Spielberg connection. Oh, yeah. Like, I came across a few different things. Like, one is saying that it, the, the Universal versus Disney book says that... Um, Spielberg hired Alexander after all the rides were open. One video online was saying he was so impressed by Kong on the studio tour that he tasked Peter Alexander with like, all right, think of some Back to the Future ideas for a ride. Oh, Um, But while we're talking Spielberg, there's that famous story that Spielberg like did not want to do the big drop on uh, Jurassic Park because he's scared of heights. Mm -hmm. And that was not the first time he pulled that because he came (laughs) to Universal Orlando uh, before it opened and uh, apparently they say uh, in the book Spielberg was not fond of heights and suggested that he wait for his guests at the exit of confrontation. A killjoy. Yeah, jeez. He wouldn't even do confrontation. That's, hmm. uh, feels also, on par with me though not long ago i feel mm. like a kindred spirit with him if he did the if he was on the podcast regularly he would have worked up to it yeah and now he could do it he's just not being conditioned like i am yeah the book also makes uh, a point to point out uh you know they were having a lot of troubles with jaws and kong when it first opened um 
There was no way to be certain that Kong would not malfunction and stick his hand into the tram car and nail somebody in the third row, or that the tram car would not break off Kong's hand in the process. Wow. Jesus. What? It might have just reached in. (laughs) Wow. So probably for the best, Steven sat it out. Yikes. Yeah, I read that on opening day that all of the compu- the mechanized stuff broke and they were just operating it practically. So, like, all day on opening day, there were just people in the control room just doing it live. Fuck it, wow. we'll do it Fuck live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> That's like if there were, like, 100 people doing Pirates of the Caribbean and they just had to be there all day, like, <laughs> puppeting the mouths, essentially. God. Making the woman chase the man with the rolling pin. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Like, man. I'm bored. I'm going to make him do a jerk-off gesture. <laughs> Who cares? All right. Now I'm now I'm feeling good. I'm going to make him do the hang 10 sign. <laughs> hang loose. <laughs> could you make him talk? If they could manually do it, could you like you could make him talk and play it over the loudspeaker? Oh yeah, probably. He thanks everybody by name. Oh my god, that would be the greatest. <laughs> Goodbye, Brett. <laughs> this is gonna have to be quick. The vehicle is much bigger. If you're struggling with your life, you may have what are called thetans trapped in your body. <laughs> <laughs> what? These are buildings? I thought they were Kong-sized e-meters. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my head straight. <laughs> Um, wow, we got to find out if that's possible to like manually. I guess it has to be manually program all these robots. Sure, but so they're you, all gone now. Is I'm the just problem. saying all robots in general on these rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm saying that's that opens up the potential. Like, could you do Lincoln and truly uh, have somebody just making the mouth move as they talk, and you have them do a totally different show at Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, where he like responds to people and roast them yeah he does crowd work mm. <laughs> look at this guy in the front row <laughs> what a chowder head is this your wife what oh. happened lady <laughs> you look as thick thick headed as the the Morally corrupt leaders of the Confederate Army. Well, I think you've made a good uh, case right now for you being the voice. <laughs> yeah. Could, all right. I have to do live. Someone let us know. Work. Someone let us know. We have listeners who work at Disneyland. Is this possible? Obviously, we can't do it unless we do something very against the rules. But is it possible? I just like to know. Your hat looks silly <laughs> and not at all like a stovepipe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be honestly people would love that if he was like it was like turtle talk with crush but lincoln yeah and he just lightly made fun of you <laughs> with uh, only references he would be uh, would it be available to him at the time he was alive mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he couldn't do a rickles roast he couldn't call somebody a nazi in the front row because he didn't know what oh, that was yeah. yet <laughs> he comes from a more a more innocent time before yeah. Nazi. Sure. I guess he could say, really "Jealous are, of Lincoln." I guess he'd be like, "What are you, a Confederate? Mm-hmm. What is this guy? Confederate? Logs <laughs> for brains?" <laughs> In which case, I'm a fan of you. I love logs. <laughs> Big fan of logs. Like quickly scanning all the things I know about Lincoln in my head, and I, I might sure. be out. <laughs> 
Uh, he was good. Sullen. <laughs> Sullen say <laughs> he was depressed. Melancholy. He was a sad, a sad man. <laughs> um, a couple real quick uh, Kong things. Yeah. I always liked the logo. I thought the logo was oh, real fun. Yeah. yeah. All the art associated with it is yeah. so great. And the photo op, you would come down this big ramp at the end, and there was, I don't think my family ever did the photo op, but there was a giant Kong, and you could get in his hand as if he was picking you up and mm-hmm. get your official Kodak photo op memory. And it was so, I mean, nowadays people would be lining up for something like that. Which, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't make any money off it because everyone would just use their phones. But There, there is a, uh, a similar thing at, at least in New York, but probably elsewhere, at Madame Tussauds. Mm. similar photo oh great and i know this because i was going to see knives out a few weeks ago went to times square and some guy's like hey you uh you want to get into madame tussauds for free (laughs) did he say it like that yeah like quietly like to me and my friend we kind of looked at each other we're like yes it's like you come in you walk around at the end there's a survey you put my name down my name's tyler you do that get in for free Wow. And then we were like, yeah, deal. And then he gave a, gave the guy the nod, and then they waved us in. Wow. We got to explore a mostly empty Madame Tussauds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's what's on the more recent end of celebrities in there? Who'd, who'd you oh, see? Oh, we got, uh, there's a whole Marvel exhibit now. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, Captain Marvel, it was pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, Kardashians. Oh, uh, nice. Greta Gerwig. Greta is there Gerwig. a Greta Gerwig? Is there yeah. a Florence? I don't know how to Florence say Florence Pooh? 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 Yeah. Pooh? I don't know. I think it's Pooh. Is it okay. Pooh? Florence Poe? <laughs> the cast of Parasite. Poe Dameron. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Poe da- Poo Dameron. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, the thing with Greta, though, it's like, it's Francis Ha. You know? Yeah, it's Francis. It's always like, a few years behind. Like I, you know, I want to take a picture of Greta Gerwig, not Francis Ha. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they have the Safties, but it's him in Good Time, and it, which yeah. in retrospect it's a little weird. He was playing uh, kind of the, the handicapped yeah. guy, yeah. and yeah. I don't want a picture with that. Yeah, the A twenty four section was <laughs> really fun. <laughs> that was packed. That that yeah. section was packed. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, oh, are... souvenir. This was a big souvenir, I feel. Stuffed gorilla. I, I believe I went to this with my grandparents. I went, we went, took them to Florida once. Mm-hmm. And I believe my, for my cousins who were not there, I believe my grandfather bought a stuffed Kong. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember that was a big, like, merchandise when Universal first opened was, was stuffed sharks and stuff gorillas you know what i really like are those uh, in in sur- surrounding stuff and artwork like you said i really like when uh the the billboards that were outside if you guys have seen b- pictures of the billboards mm-hmm. uh, uh in florida promoting and because they had texture it's like a weird like too many details like plastic kong they didn't just do flat billboards yeah they were they were you know sort of odd and scaly and creepy um, I don't know why I immediately thought of the board game Life with the weird the mountains that were like three dimensional. That's not yeah. the best example of what you're talking about, but that's what popped into my head. I know what you're talking. I, like I know those. what you I mean. I liked inserting those into the. Yes, that was very satisfying with yeah. the on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, Dimensionality. This, this in general, I'm very sad that I didn't get to do this because it it feels like the ultimate universal ride of the time. It's like got all the different things that differentiate it from Disney. It's a little scarier. 
it's it's different tonally than anything. I guess like MGM Studios was opening up and they were going to have like a gangster hijack your yeah. car, which is the closest, I don't know, mm-hmm. feeling of Just terror you'd get and, and yeah. danger. Well, both of these parks had like a lot of real fire, which is fun. That, that's real, really fire. real fire. It all- host, host in the car like Jaws, like cast yes. members in the yes. car, which uh-huh. probably contributed to both those rides downfall because that's expensive to have people in every car. Although both like real people eaters too, like they could get a lot of people mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, there were anecdotes about like cast members on Jaws, cast members on King Kong were trying to like. It was competitive to see like how many guests they could get through per hour. Yeah, if also it, on Jaws they were armed. Yeah, they were armed, <laughs> yeah. which would have been helpful on Kong. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't expected. This is a random. This is an evacuation yeah. mission. That's they true. don't expect to be they taking you past Kong. But it's like it feels like the rise of the resistance of the time where they th- all of Universal's tricks are in there. Yeah. It's the best it's of everything, everything they can do. They have, it's possible at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really did push the limits. Because it broke down all the time. <laughs> broke down a lot. Yeah. But I love that there's it was big on the tram tour. And then they go, how do we top one Kong, two Kongs? Yeah. Kyla, we haven't talked about that. There's, you get to see two robots. That's mm-hmm. really neat. Um, I was so I remember seeing these commercials and I was so scared of the idea of it like I wonder if mm-hmm. I was six if I would have refused to do it I might have because because it was scary and when I'm watching these videos I go oh my god I would have been like terrified because we've talked before about we're years are, are you, would you, when did you go on this well how old were you Scott um, it, it might have been down when I was there in the 90s I might not not have done this till like 99 would you have been freaked out with your big things in a smaller space <laughs> fear probably yes that's yeah. what my question is because I have he's huge I've talked about before my fear of giant like uh, car dealership balloons out front as a child to the have point have you talked about that have yeah, I have you no, I, I don't have. know if you have. You might just hear it so much in your head. That huh. and Galactus. I'm thinking <laughs> Will about Galactus. Will Galactus defeat the car I'm dealership balloons? <laughs> I'm thinking about Galactus all the time. Stomping them. I've never mentioned that. I really have not mentioned that I was afraid of like big giant balloons before on the show. No. Wow. No. Really? Afraid yeah. of though. They're I'm also silly and friendly. Well, because they were just so big, they were abnormally, you know, you don't see a giant inflatable ape in front of a car dealership. I would like I could no. look away. I would much, look away in the car when we'd be driving by it. Wow, and much my, less in giant sunglasses and giant swim trunks. Yeah, there was right by the uh, <laughs> right by the Rosemont Horizon, which is now the Allstate Arena. Uh, I remember there was something they were promoting, and there were like seven of them in a row along the like the expressway. And God, I was scared. <laughs> Even though they were far away, it wasn't like they were coming up to the car. Uh, but then my dad once there was one there was a giant balloon just a, it was balloon shaped next to the Toys R Us on Golf Road and he made me go up and touch it he like he forced me to like yeah get o- like get over it I it it mostly worked I think I was still a little uncomfortable but I it did like this was I, a facing fears moment yeah go touch wow. the balloon yeah I remember it very very vividly I assume I was like six seven walked up to it and touched it i don't know that it wasn't like i don't know if that's really the best way to do it because it wasn't like i was thinking it was actually going to eat me or that it wasn't real or something <laughs> so i don't know why touching it was it's just tackling your fears yeah putting your hands on your fears he should have just like sat me like made me sit there for an hour and stare at it <laughs> desensitize me to it 
And for every tier, I deduct a thousand dollars from mm-hmm. your inheritance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should have. I mean, maybe maybe it was a bribe. Maybe I got bribed that day because I got bribed for other things like scoring a goal in soccer. Like my dad it, told was me, was that successful? I was bad at all sports. I didn't want to play. I was on defense, and then I one day well, I don't know if he like talked talk to the coach. They put me in on offense for soccer and my dad came up to me before I was about to go in and said I will buy you a toy if you score a goal and I fucking scored a goal so fast (laughs) it's unbelievable how fast I scored it and I got a Ninja Turtle vehicle out of it and I was thrilled so I wonder if there was some sort of bribe I have to ask my dad he he and yeah, I will say all of our dads should be bribing us in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get you a toy if you sell a TV show. <laughs> oh my god! And I just did it. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I need the motivation right now. Sure. Uh, so I, I I'm je- I'm jealous of not going on it, but I wonder if I would have been too scared as a kid. Well, he wasn't inflatable. I was a little scared. Now I'm thinking I'm, I, w- I was about ten, so it was like ninety eight. Yeah. And I I think I was still a little. I mean, maybe like we were in the vicinity and I was like, maybe we check out another ride first. Like, let me build up my. That's a good move. Let's like go back to Lucy. Cool. Like, <laughs> for a minute. Oh, man, if they can drive across country, I can. <laughs> yeah. I can face God. That's the thing. My wife, Aaron, is extremely fond of the game where you drove them across country by asking by answering trivia questions. Oh, my gosh. Questions were hard. Like, very specific They still had it like seven years ago, and Lindsay took a picture of me excitedly playing the I Love Love Lucy game. (laughs) Wow. Uh, uh, um, We haven't talked about the biggest selling point. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember it, maybe it was even like in the pamphlet or something, or on like the Beetlejuice-hosted infomercial that just played on repeat at the hotel. Um, Wait, maybe I don't know there was that. Oh yeah, Fuck. that I kept watching and annoyed my family because he hosted it. It was a like yeah, the Beetlejuice actor at the park being like, "You want scares? Get on Jaws!" Like, whoa, wait yeah. a minute. Does he it, was sort of. The I don't MC. know that. I've never seen this. Have you seen? In this which station? hotels are we talking? Well, there used to be hotels, um, not a, like partner hotels across the highway, right? Like, from I'm going to say park. this was at a Days Inn. <laughs> somewhere like whoa that had they so they gave all of these hotels uh, well there was like videos an in-hotel chat when i got like stuck in vegas once like this no-name hotel had like the vegas channel which was very much mm. like a theme park cha- so i think like these can't exist there, there can brand. be like no. The but, Disney Channel and the Universal Info Channel. Okay, you know. okay. It's just like for tourism. Oh, man. Yeah. So Beetlejuice told you about everything? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see this really bad. He, he, he set the ground <laughs> groundwork for uh, my excitement. Wow. He was kind of um, the master of the ceremonies. Yeah. At- original universal i feel like so he would he'd tell he'd tell you about kong though so he said kong and i remember this was a big selling point was the banana breath oh wait that was the opening joke and then we haven't talked about it yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. smell that banana breath um which the one here did too and i smelled it on the daily when i worked there uh it's great they they that's that is a lot of fun it's a really smart idea they didn't have to think of it. They could have missed that, but mm-hmm. it's really funny. I mean, yeah, like, they, yeah, the, there was nothing, there was no banana smell anywhere up before this, right? They really innovated with banana breath? I think so. Yeah. There may not have been a ton of theme park 
smells hmm. up until this point. Did this innovate the theme park smell? I think like they had Soren to go to fa- a fragrance distributor. Like they had to go to someone who sold scents to like get this scent. Interesting. And then get it in bulk. Like it's artificial banana smell. Yeah. Yeah. Which is odd. Because yeah. bananas don't really smell like anything. Right. But that, uh, did you ever have the Nesquik banana flavor? Uh, like I did as a child? Yeah. You'd have those like little, they were, they came in like a very satisfying like metal or like tin and you'd scoop out a scoop of it. I, we had it in strawberry and banana and you put it in your milk and it was the most artificial banana smell possible. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like fake watermelon, that kind of yeah. like flavor. Yeah. There's fake yeah. banana. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of bananas together have a smell, but not yeah. like one. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, how's your hand doing? My hand is, there is no sign of anything going on in the banana spot. Does it smell like bananas? Yes. Wow. Hmm. Oh. So they do have a smell. They do have a smell. They do, but it's not the, it's not like the runts candy version of banana. It's more of a, it's a subtle, it's a more subtle smell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm not an idiot, but why would Kong's breath smell like bananas? Yeah. Yeah, well, train in a helicopter. It's not like motor oil. Requires a lot. Ripping apart crocodiles or something, you said, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, well, where in the timeline is it? Has he been made to perform in the show? Right. As when he was backstage at the show, uh, did they? Did was there crafty? Was there like a big (laughs) pile of bananas, blue almonds? They put out a lot of things for him, you know. They had they had, they had barbecue potato chips and the trail mix, but mm-hmm. aspirin just in case. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't orbit. like. Yeah, with somebody unpeeling, like the amount of bananas he'd have to have to feel satiated would be insane. You'd have to have somebody peeling the bananas, or does he eat them with the peel? I guess his digestive system can handle the peel. Probably, probably, you can just eat a crocodile. Jason's, yes. Jason's digestive system can't handle the regular banana. Well, I just need a little toast or a little cereal first to prime the pump. Um, prime the pump? Prime, prime the tummy pump. You can't have like, just a banana in there so in the morning. It's so much sugar. It's so much sugar immediately, I feel like. Could you have like a strawberry first thing? I think that'd be fine. Hmm. What else is on your list? What can't you have? What's on the no-no list? I don't know. No, 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 no. And no bananas no more. <laughs> Uh, hmm. I was trying to think. I mean, some some mornings it's like I wake up and something savory sounds disgusting to me, and so but some mornings something sweet sounds disgusting to me. But that's more like a taste thing than like a this will fuck me up sort of thing. Hmm. But a banana would fuck you. But it up. sounds like a banana is the one rule you have. Kinda, no bananas yeah, first. No bananas first. Yeah. But anything else is on the table. You would eat like a pancake or a chocolate chip pancake uh sure cold well as long as i have caffeine to balance it out i think the sugar i think too much sugar early in the morning do you put a lot of sugar and cream in a coffee Uh, no not at all uh no maybe i'll get a vanilla latte but only one pump would you eat a piece of cake first thing yes but that's, See, that's incredibly sugary but again i need a cup of coffee to balance out so balance out the banana with coffee uh, yeah, yeah, that would probably work, the but I would need is, to have some of the coffee first. The no cake question is the, about the cake. The cake is the flaw in this. <laughs> Up till that, I think I was with you, but if it's the cake... I think, well, I think the, um, the wonders of sugar processing 
probably. So the raw Gets sugar. Of, yeah, the, the, the fiber, the, the stuff from the earth. I need it a little. Right, we need a listener to weigh in on this. Is there scientific evidence what Jason's saying that uh, banana sugar would be raw and more um, uh, more tumultuous inside Jason's the stomach? It's the then. morning. I can't have all that real sugar shit. <laughs> yeah. Give me cake. <laughs> Give I, me a sheet cake. <laughs> I, I have one real little breakfast, thing. Breakfast sheet cake. <laughs> um, I went looking for... So here's a thing for our, you know, theoretical movie series. The Magic of the Movies souvenir VHS cassette. Okay. Which they would sell at Universal Florida and I believe Universal Hollywood too. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that? Hosted by John Forsythe. Oh, yes. Well, I love this. This is my favorite tape. Yeah. It, 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 it was back when there was a very short window where theme parks would be like, here's a souvenir VHS to remember your trip. It is $40. Jesus. Um, now it is free on YouTube. I scrolled <laughs> through to find when does he talk about Kong and how does he talk about Kong? Mm. So, of course, the Kong footage is that like very stylized, like Kong squatting at you and the, the tram and the helicopters. But John Forsythe setting it up is just him talking about like, you know, the thrills of Kong while he is on a slowly drifting boat. <laughs> He's on a boat in the middle of the water in Universal Florida and it's like a two-tier boat. Like he is in like the galley, like he's in the living room area of this boat that is either like on a rope at the dock or just in the middle of it and it's just kind of drift like you see the background just drifting <laughs> just who is old at this point is just like setting up Kong but there's no context he's just on a slowly drifting boat when you're thinking about the movies you don't notice where you are why you're drifting where to if the boat was sinking I wouldn't even give it a thought <laughs> but i i mean that vhs i i truly am wondering like was this directed for children to remember their trip or was it more for like the era of like the last remnants of people making slides and giving like here's like, you gotta look at the slides from my trip <laughs> was the john Forsyth vhs for very old people who are used to seeing slides of friends and loved ones journeys I think the john Forsyth involvement is maybe a hint i think so <laughs> <laughs> like i maybe would have chosen beetlejuice if <laughs> given the choice of mcs far too crass far but too I, crass. I definitely have watched that and probably wanted the vhs as a kid yeah yeah i definitely i might not have known it was there i was a big fan of the movie side of universal studios like i love the hitchcock exhibit Mm -hmm. i like was really into that i obviously love the lucy thing you know all all of those kind of attractions really appealed to me it's like a nerdy what that led to was just a generation of people who are weirdos in the entertainment industry who are Mm -hmm. comedians like Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it spoke to us uh, Murder She Wrote. You see the Murder She Wrote show, or was it Hercules and Xena? But the time it was Hercules were... and Xena. Oh, I was not even. I didn't just watch the show. I was, was part of it. Damn. Whoa. Whoa. We haven't talked about, haven't talked about, about Xena this? at all. I was a oh. centaur child. I was the centaur child. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the centaur children found each other. A, wow. late, a late reveal in the episode. Whoa. Yeah. I uh, also at this time. I loved, like, it was my favorite thing on TV, the action pack of Hercules and Xena. Wow. I loved it so much. It was such a thrill to be part of that world. Wow. 
<laughs> the centaur children. The two they centaur knew children from across the country. They managed wow. to find each other. Uh, wait, what are this? Well, I've never seen the show though. What did the centaur children do? I think we just celebrated. I remember going, yes. "Woo!" <laughs> well, like someone was attacking Hercules and Xena, and then there's footage of centaurs shooting crossbows. <laughs> yeah, and so, and then it cut to. Like two adult centaurs and a centaur child, and like Hercules and Xena are like thanks, and then it cuts to us in front yes, of green yes. screen, going like, "Yes, we killed that oh, man. I want we killed that man so to much. help oh, you." Oh my god! Oh. oh, both of you! Wow! Jeez. <laughs> I mean, these Hercules and Xena crossovers—they didn't come. You know, there was once in a blue moon. Yeah, it was a big deal when they when they yeah. meet again. Yeah, and you got to to be part of one. I got to be part of it. You're yeah. part of the universe now. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. What if you had just been in it and you didn't know what the context was going to be? It's going to cut to you and then you wave and celebrate. And then if what that ended up being is like Hercules and Xena got slaughtered, <laughs> just wrecked and their bodies oh, are dead. No. And, then, and then the villain gives you a thumbs up and you're supposed to like, yay. <laughs> their blood is on our hands. <laughs> and right before it cuts to you, they like throw a little blood on you. <laughs> no, no. Thank you, Centaur children. You finally banished those bad Bastards to hell where they belong. <laughs> take me back to take me back to Mills driving. I need a milkshake to calm down. <laughs> but not a banana if it's the morning. God, they should have sold videos of that. That's a big thing they, they didn't do. They didn't give us like anything. Like they I, didn't do I that, thought that, I'd get a at, video at the end. Yeah, at the or MGM at least the option. Studios version when they would have you been like be in the soap opera and stuff. They yeah. didn't sell a video to that either, I don't think. Mm. It seems like such a missed opportunity. Someone be inserted into Home Improvement episode. Oh, maybe yeah. Disney World. Yeah, it was a Disney. There was yeah. a Disney World thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you? What did you guys wear to be centaur children? There was some armor. Yeah. I'm sure I, I was also wearing maybe like a bugle boy sleeveless shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the wig. That some was my style. Yeah, yeah, like a long haired wig maybe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> guys, both of you, Halloween idea for this year. Oh <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So tweet pictures at each other. The boys are back in town. The centaur boys are back in town. <laughs> Forever Dogs Halloween promotion. Yeah, it's two different hosts on two different coasts. Just the centaurs. <laughs> Should really change the name of the podcast network to Forever Centaur. Oh yeah, yeah. Forever Centaur. <laughs> um, I uh, any any final thoughts about uh, about Kong about anything uh, uh, while you, while you have the mic? It, it was uh, the most exciting week of my life until I was maybe eighteen and like had a car and was like kissing people and like mm-hmm. graduating school. It was like such a big trip for me because it had been built up and like other kids got to do it. So by the time I was like ten and doing it. It was huge, and King Kong was the centerpiece of it. Man, hell yeah! I uh, I feel so, I, there's like entire years of my life missing. I don't remember a day. I don't remember what school was like. I remember every <laughs> second of the Same. Disney or Universal trips. Same. <laughs> I had all the. I, I would took took every any like free thing like. Uh, you oh know. yeah. I, I had and I would just look over again, reminiscing. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a fun time. To be yeah, and it was pre Islands of Adventure. Uh-huh. You know, they they're still using that neon sign logo. Oh, the neon! It's just sign. like aesthetically, oh, really, 
still still in the head man yeah. hell yeah absolutely uh well sent our child brett davis mm-hmm. you survived podcast the ride Woo! uh what a, what a blast uh, uh thanks so much and uh let's exit through the gift shop uh with the king kong photo op is there anything you'd like to plug uh check out the podcast for laundry on forever dog uh the national lampoon radio hour on forever dog did a weird tv show for a while called the special without brett davis that's still up there and there's like you that's on youtube and it's such. on youtube yeah. you can watch moments from that wonderful and, uh, brett davis r.i.p on social media cool cool yeah all right uh and as for us uh, for us as for us for more podcasts the ride follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and uh, three bonus episodes every month if you sign up for podcast the ride the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride mr six episode certainly coming soon coming soon lucy tribute coming soon yeah this one's really looming now the lucy one i think we've promised a two and a half hour episode (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm not sure that we have but you clearly did just now we might have to do a retreat to prepare for that we have to go to like big bear or something and yes i ran out of house we gotta we gotta drive across the country from new york to la Mm -hmm. oh yeah we have to like find like william Frawley's relatives we have to (laughs) Like like how we found Kotzwinkle and the guy who did Botanicus. We need to find, like, the great-great-grandson of Bill Frawley. You want to ask about who? (laughs) Bill? (laughs) Ah, forget about Bill, that old son of a bitch. No way he had any kids, right? I don't think I so. I don't think so. I believe, yeah. Not he, on purpose. Yeah, no, not on purpose. <laughs> he Damn like it, it happened again. He seemed like he'd be put out by it accidentally. Like, he seemed he'd be put out by the act. He doesn't seem like a guy you would love the act of lovemaking, no. (laughs) (laughs) Also presumably dead before either of these uh, Lucy... Oh, yeah, he died a couple years. Uh, He was on My Three Sons for a couple seasons, and then he got replaced because he was ailing. And then he was dead pretty soon. And he was 25 years older than the rest of them. Like, walked outside of his apartment building and died on the sidewalk. Yeah, he lived lived in a one-bedroom apartment still. The same, yeah, efficiency apartment for years and years. I forget which one. I used to know which one. We need to find find it. We we got to find the apartment. We got to find the hospital bed he died in. Yes. (laughs) As well. I want to die in now. or, Or the sidewalk he died on, depending on where it actually happened, where the expiring happened. If it depends on what part of town I'm in, is this LA we're talking about? Oh yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's like by Paramount, I think. I think his apartment was right around there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're staying around there, right? You could oh, yeah. go, yeah, go find it, uh, uh, and so that we know in advance, so that all right, if we're on one side of the hill, take me to the Walt bed. If I'm on the other side of the hill, the frolly side. Frolly. Also, <laughs> to the fro- I want to die on the frolly sidewalk. <laughs> which 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 piece of cement did Bill Frolly die on? <laughs> Excuse me, uh, yeah, policeman walk. Officer, hey, um, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> where's that, um, hi, where's that famous sidewalk in Hollywood <laughs> with the stars? No, 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 hell no. I don't want to see that shit. Take me to where Bill Frawley collapsed and died. <laughs> that would be the, the tour I would start in Hollywood. I would drive people around in a van, and it would be mostly about Bill Frawley things. So you'd start at the apartment building, then drive up the sidewalk slightly. Right. Yeah. All right, get it out. All right. Yep. <laughs> Tour's <laughs> over. Tour's over. <laughs> uh, oh, also, man. if Kiss Makeup Guy is out there, uh, please 
reach me. I, <laughs> yeah. He kind of looked like Harry Knowles, if that helps. <laughs> I don't know how much that narrows I don't it know. down. Harry That's... Knowles with the little uh, Gene Simmons makeup. So <laughs> this has been a great mystery in my life. Wow, mm-hmm. wow. An old family friend. Yes, let's make the reunion happen, just like the Center Child reunion. Uh, uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening, everybody. Fighting the Frizzies at 11. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.